everyone, and welcome to this edition of State of the Fleet Industry for the week of June 12, 2022. I'm Chris Brown, Digital Editor of Automotive Fleet. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the market of independent commercial electric vehicles and what a market it's become in the past year. It's really exploded. Uh, but first, I want to start with kind of a look back more than 100 years ago. Um, in 1900, 38% of the vehicles on the road were actually electric. By 1910, there was about 100 manufacturers that were selling electric vehicles. But by 1930, they were almost all gone. What happened to EVs back then? Well, we were discovering oil fields in Texas, and that brought us cheap gas. Uh, we were building our nation's roadways and gas engines gave us more range that we needed to travel. And let's not forget, Henry Ford perfected mass production lines, and he was doing it with gas-powered vehicles, not electric ones. So here we are today in this new golden age of electric electrification, excuse me. Little perspective. Um, last year on the passenger car side, there was around 430,000 pure electric cars were sold. That's out of 14.9 million light duty vehicles sold in total. Um, that was only 3% of the market, but sales jumped 83% over 2020. So turning to the commercial uh, vehicle market and electrification in that market. So the overall market in a good year in classes two to eight, uh, about 700,000 trucks are sold. Um, and about a million commercial trucks and vans sold overall that kind of forms the, the commercial market on a yearly basis. So the number of EVs that are sold into that market to date is really relatively small. It's a few hundred. Uh, so we're really just at the starting point when it comes to electrifying commercial vehicles. But again, look at how this market has exploded with independent truck manufacturers. I count at least 30 of them that you know, some have been producing a small number of vehicles up until this point, uh, maybe from seven years ago. Um, and uh, but a lot have not even produced vehicles yet, but they're all uh, looking to address this market uh, with EV chassis. Um, and frankly, the number of uh, you know new upstart OEs compared to the traditional number of OEs selling into the traditional ICE market, I mean, it dwarfs the traditional uh, OEMs at this point. So it's a lot of new manufacturers vying for a share of a much smaller market than on the passenger car side. Well, is there opportunity for all these new players? Yes, there is opportunity for them, um, particularly in class three to six. Uh, it's especially true in package delivery. Uh, there's a thought process there that as much as 100% of that market can be electrified. And there are other applications and duty cycles where electrification does make sense. Is the market big enough, frankly, for all these players? No, it's not. Um, and who wins and who doesn't is going to be determined, you know, by greater market dynamics and, and, and the progress of each of these companies. Um, when you look at the overall market, particularly for EVs, it shrinks when you consider that obviously not all duty cycles are gonna match the range offered by the coming crop of electric trucks, all right? You also have to look at the cost of commercial electric vehicles. Um, in certain instances, the, the, the cost may double 
over a diesel or gas engine truck of the same specs. Um, now it's also going to be heavily uh, grant-based, right? Where these vehicles are gonna be bought. Um, California, traditionally great grant funding, almost cover the complete premium for the electric vehicle. New York certainly, no, New Jersey has a great program, but there's just a whole gulf of states out there that um, you know don't have these grants and it's, it doesn't look too attractive right now um, to fleet these electric vehicles. Um, of course, we have to look at charging, the cost to set up charging, the cost to you know install chargers and the time to implement charging. That's another thing, a lot of fleets uh, discount uh, at the beginning how much time it takes to actually uh, get their charging in place. Well, all this speaks to a market that's really still in development. Uh, and again, it's a lot of new OEMs that are trying to sell into this market and basically survive until it's really a little, a little more viable. Um, but again, there's an addressable gap in class three to six where some of the you know, larger traditional OEMs don't play. Um, but there are some other uh, traditional players in the step van market. They have EV models coming out as well. Now, I am not defaulting to the traditional OEMs having better battery technology than the upstarts. There's a lot of great technology out there. Of course, the traditional OEs have some inherent advantages. They've got existing production capacity. They've got existing sales and service footprint. Um, and they've obviously got the capital to survive as this market matures. That's not to say that these new upstarts won't, won't get there. And some of them are building exactly that, um, the capacity, the sales and service footprints, and the money to make it happen. Um, you know, fleets are starting to electrify. It's hard to get your hands on trucks and vans. You may be given the ability um, to partner with one of these new electric OEMs, and that's great. Um, just some words of caution, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna have to do some investigations to get answers that will give you more confidence in your decisions. Um, so some things you wanna ask yourself, right? Has the OEM contracted with a manufacturing partner yet? Do they have a production timeline that they've stated on when these vehicles are going to get on the road? Some are talking about a manufacturing timeline and they don't even have an OEM part or a production partner yet. You got to question whether that timeline is going to come to fruition. Um, again, you, you want to ask like, what sales force is selling the vehicle? In what parts of the country are they concentrating on? Are they going national? Can they support the national footprint? Can they support national sales uh, with service agreement in place? Is it brick and mortar established uh, pet boys type servicing or are they doing mobile servicing? You wanna find out how they're gonna tackle that. Um, look at the vehicles themselves, the batteries. Are they sourcing batteries um, you know, from other uh, existing you know, companies? Uh, are they sourcing just the fuel cells? Are they making the batteries themselves? Um, what other parts are they making of their chassis? It all starts with an electric chassis. How much of the components are off the shelf and how much of the components are their own IP? Uh, this will also tell you how vulnerable to supply chain issues they're going to be. 
you know, want to try to find out if the money that they've raised to date is really sufficient to produce, uh, you know, thousands of electric trucks and vans. Um, you can ask them straight up, are they, what's their cash raise? Are they going to need more money? Um, you know, look at their C-suite. Has there been turnover in the C-suite? Are they truck people? Um, again, there's not necessarily right or wrong answers here, but this is just part of your knowledge base um, to give you more confidence. So they're going to, uh, you know, need partnerships with traditional upfitters, partnerships with traditional bodybuilders as well. Um, they're also going to want to look at, at charging partnerships, um, basically to get the, these, you know, chargers up off the ground and, and to kind of help you with that. Um, and in that vein, you want to ask about software. Uh, unlike ICE vehicles, electric vehicles need software. What is their plan for software that connects to the chargers, the drivers, and your desktop? Finally, vehicle engineering. How does it drive? Um, what does the fit and finish look like? Really, does it surprise and delight your drivers? Does it pass their tests? Um, so really, again, there aren't necessarily wrong or right answers here, except on how it drives, I guess. If it doesn't drive the way you like it, then don't, don't buy it. But looking at your answers in, in totality should give you a, a confidence in whether you wanna move forward. Um, so many of these companies won't make it, but many will. And obviously you wanna be on the winning side. So getting back to you know over hundred years ago, back then we were shifting from EVs to fossil fuels. We were really starting our fossil fuel market as it relates to vehicles. This time we're going in the opposite direction. And there's a, there are a lot of issues with that. And that's a whole video for another day, but we're moving in the opposite direction. This market is not gonna crash. There's billions of dollars already sunk, sunk into it. You know, the point I was making with the comparison is that there was churn back, in, back then when that market was new. And there's definitely churn today as this market matures. So this is a good time to get into electric vehicles. It's a good time to get your feet wet now. Understand the technology, do a pilot, right? But as a fleet, you owe it yourself to yourself to do due diligence in ways that you never had to before with ICE vehicles. Um, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. I'll catch up with you next time. Thank you.